0: What will I do with all that free time? How much money will I need to, not, live will I so live I to live Will I still be able to help too. my kids? I my even I remember.
1: Living well, I on a, a lot fixed lot income money. sounds scary. Don't be paranoid. It's your retirement. <laughs>
2: If retirement uncertainties keep you up at night, you're not alone. That's why we're here, to help you let go of
1: your paranoia and enjoy retirement full-on. making our own way. Welcome to the Paranoid Retiree Podcast, where your hosts are so paranoid about retiring, we had to make a, <laughs> a podcast about it. Hi, I'm Jill. I'm Greg. And I'm Ann. And we're paranoid as hell. Uh, maybe you guys are. I don't know if I am. Here's what you're in for today. You can, you will, and it'll make you healthier and it'll be fun.
0: One thousand ways to build your social life after retirement.
2: Bring it back (laughs) in.
0: Okay, only 24, let's do 24.
2: So creating this infrastructure for social networking is extremely important.
1: All I have to do is touch my nose and the technology will work perfectly.
2: I didn't want to go to one of my class reunions because I was in a really bad place with my
1: career.
0: And do you ever visit your head? No, I'm always out of my mind.
1: (laughs) Hey, Jill. Hey, friends.
0: Hey, everybody.
1: I'm glad to be here with my friends, considering that today we're going to be talking about friends and friends in retirement. And we might even have something to be a little afraid of, because according to Marissa Franco, who's a social uh, scientist and psychologist, there is even a potential friendship famine out there. Till
0: as long as you're my friend, I'll never, ever feel afraid
1: oh oh that's so sweet and we've even gotten together here today
0: because we're trying to keep our friendships we can't get isolated folks that's right it's important come up with new ideas on how to connect with your friends today jill and i made pies together for the first time it was pretty awesome
1: i know and i could have stayed at home it's right before thanksgiving when we're taping this i could have stayed at home I do not have a kitchen right now. It's under construction. And I could have ordered pies, but I was talking to you guys on the phone and you were like, why don't you come out here and bake a pie? And I was thinking, no, inside my little voice was going, they don't really want me to come out the day before Thanksgiving. No, I should just. And then I thought, oh, my God, you're going to record this episode on how to keep friendships alive and how to cultivate friendships. They're inviting me. They must want me. We'll make pies, and then it turns out, Anne, what you're not much of a pie maker.
0: Uh no, I'm I'm not a pie maker at all. But today I am.
1: Yeah, so today, and then I thought maybe Greg kind of liked the idea. I think he kind of said, Jill, you could show Ann how to make a pie. <laughs> well, the
2: whole the I think the whole hook on this situation is we're talking about friendship famine today. But we're doing a feast of pies and friendship That's all right. at the same time.
0: That's yeah. right. So we're going to talk to everybody today about how to get out of your own skin, get out of your own head, and figure out ways to build community in your retirement, because it's a really important thing. It's really important. In
1: fact, we're not going to burden you down with facts, but these are a couple to really think about. So, there's a Harvard study on adult development. It's been running since 1938, everybody. It's a long, long study. And one of the results shows
0: that people most satisfied with relationships at age 50 were healthiest at age 80. If you have friends at age 50 and you know how to make friends, you should hopefully be able to know how to make friends later in life. Hard as it is, because as retirees, we've all left the workplace. We've all left our work family behind. And now it's a little more challenging to put yourself into situations with other people. So sometimes you have to put yourself out there. I think that's part of this whole mystery that a lot of people feel in retirement. You got to build a new community. And
1: you know, we're not raising we're not raising kids anymore either. And that was a big part of how many of us who have children made a lot of friends sort of in the middle part of our lives.
2: No. Yeah, school, school and t-ball and scouts and you know uh, all and of neighbors and neighbors, neighbors yeah, yeah right
0: some of okay, our best so friends I... are former neighbors and now new neighbors and i think that makes it really easy but it's not always easy for everyone no
1: and i want to mention this other really important statistic uh it's from our own surgeon general vivek murthy who reported just in may 2023 that isolation can be as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day and poses a greater risk to longevity than being sedentary or obese. And this brings me to the question. Are you serious? Yes. But this makes me think that if I do a better job, I do a pretty good job at this already, but if I do an even better job of continuing to cultivate friends, can I start smoking 15 cigarettes a day?
0: (laughs) Maybe some wacky tobacco. I don't,
2: (laughs) I don't don't exactly think that's what the surgeon general meant. Bring it back in,
0: (laughs) bring it
1: back in. So one of the things we're going to do today, we're all, we're going to, we have a list of, uh, I don't know, a thousand or so things that you can do (laughs) to uh, make more friends We'll see how many we actually get to. We're going so to go see, in,
0: everybody. Put your feet up, get a glass of wine, or
1: whatever, or whatever. Because there's a lot of reasons to make friends, and we're going to sprinkle some of that in here. We're going to be encouraging you. It's not too late, people. It. We can't just say it's too. It's hard to make friends when you're older. That is not. Ex- no, we're not going to just go there. We're going to say you can, you will, and it'll make you healthier, and well, it'll be fun.
2: So, you know, that's interesting that you should say that because um, I also thought that later in life I wouldn't be able to make friends. I, I thought that earlier uh, you always hear about people getting together with the people they knew 40 years ago or, you know, just staying in communication or, or remaining in the same geographical area with people that that you've known all your life, but uh, so Ann and I, uh, Got married when I was in my late 50s. And
1: all right, what a score. You it, scored it was, big. It, you scored big, buddy.
2: I know I did. But the funny thing is that um I changed social circles at oh. that time. And since then, and we just celebrated our 10th anniversary a little while ago. And uh I have to say that I have made the best friends of my life since then
1: oh that's awesome
2: and no wait, one is has...
0: some some of the well, best friends because you've got <laughs> okay. some best friends from way back in the day who've now become really dear friends of mine right. as but, well
2: but they correct yeah and but they've resurfaced now and i think yeah. maybe maybe Anne, you have helped me to i don't know recalibrate you know the importance and priorities of friendships too and it's true that we have now each other's friends as well but Um, And I think that life stages and changes and things like that, like retirement, can be real opportunities to start, you know, building and fortifying your social networks.
1: Definitely. You know, another thing I love that Marissa Franco talks about, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but she's the author of the book Platonic, how the science of attachment Can help you make and keep friends, and we've gotten a lot of information from this podcast. You know, was inspired by reading, um, reading about Marissa and some of her ideas, but she says that having um, friends makes you more of a whole person and I kind of love that because it's like with one person you can bring out this side of yourself and with another person this side of yourself and you can even tell your friends like some of the ugly vulnerable things and they still love you they still love you even though they know you can never get your act together around x y or z you know they still love you and
0: so you get to be really a full human I love that
2: I think there's a lot to that yeah
0: yep And your closest friends will tell you all the irritating things about you so that you can also improve yourself, which is a good thing and a gift. And a lot of people don't see that as a gift, but I believe it is. Okay. How am I irritating? I didn't want to get into (laughs) that. (laughs) You want me to start looking?
1: (laughs) No, I'm just going to accept that you guys love me. And as a matter of fact, that is one of the things that Marissa talks about is that if you're trying to make friends, keep friends. Assume best intent. Like some of us kind of get into our heads, and we're like, "They don't like me." I think that's really common.
2: Yeah, if you go into something like that, you're asking for it. You're asking to not be liked if you if you go in with
1: that vibe, yeah, that, that kind kind of vibe. vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But I think it's don't true. we all do it? Like, I definitely have feelings like that about certain people. Like. I'll be hesitant to reach out because I think they don't like me. And, you know, it is possible that they don't like me. That is definitely possible. But best not to assume that.
2: Exactly. I,
0: yeah. Highly I, unlikely.
2: You know, if you look at a person as multidimensional, we all are, right? And and we are different with different people in our lives. And we definitely. our personality may change a little bit with people. And everybody perceives us as feeling a different need in their life, right? Yes. And in perception, it's these snapshots that everybody has of you and your feedback that you get from them in the way they perceive you that uh really does make your personality whole because you get input from all these people that see you in different ways. And it it kind of fills in the blank. So you know how to act and how to behave. You know, you get kind of like your position report from other people from relationships.
1: Also, with all those different relationships, like, you know, somebody might tell you something about yourself, like, hey, you'd be really great at such and such a thing. And then maybe you go and try it where some other friend would never think of that for you because that's not the world there. And like your friends can really open up your worlds. And so the more friends, the more worlds.
2: That's very true. But by the same token, one person can make a negative comment about you and Mm -hmm. you can kind of bounce that off somebody else. And sometimes it's just that person. Or sometimes it's just their mood. So it helps you to not like get down on yourself too much. If one, uh, uh, one of your relationships, uh, has a negative, uh, perception of you in some way and you check it out with a couple others. And so you can kind of get, again, this position report on, you know, am I this, am I that, how do I appear? And then you can adjust your personality and that makes you feel more secure, right? It makes you feel like you've kind of got a grip on how you are socially you've got good social footing
1: yeah that makes that makes perfect sense and if you're in a a committed uh relationship with somebody if you have a lot of friends out there then when you have some sort of conflict with your significant other they're not the only person in your world you know you can maybe take a breather by reaching out further and you know and then just coming back because you know people are people we we irritate each other. <laughs> you fuck guys, fucking are irritating me. <laughs> well, you know
2: we are social creatures, after all. I mean, one of the, you know, the biggest uh, hallmarks of the human species is that we are social creatures. We are communal creatures, and when you leave your job, when you leave behind this this whole network of people that you actually spend way more time with than anybody else in your life. You spend 40 hours a week with the people at work. And so they're gone all of a sudden. And so building these new relationships, these new networks, uh, central to building purpose, as we talked about in our first podcast, uh, they're central to health span, uh, which we talked about in our second podcast. And, uh, so. This all hey, kind of comes we can, to bear. Come on.
1: We can even work it into our third podcast if we really try hard, which was about the bucket list. And, well, you know, you need your friends to help you accomplish some of your bucket travel. list items. Absolutely. So there you go. Absolutely. Totally so, true.
2: So the social networking and, you know, just social support is a huge, huge part of making retirement the satisfaction experience that you really are hoping for. Also, you know, you got to kind of create the right, um, I guess infrastructure for for, for social interactions too. So like when you're a kid, for example, uh, and you're in school and you have recess and lunch period, those are the, the social spaces in the day, right? And they're kind of designated as social spaces. So as a kid, it's pretty easy. You know, you're with these kids learning, you're in a structured learning environment. And then all of a sudden you are with the same people, but you're in social environment at recess or or at, at lunch. As adults, I mean, we kind of have some of those, but they're not as structured and they're not as, I guess, innocent where you can just start. You know, start talking to somebody next to you. I think people have this, this fear of uh, cre- too much intimacy too much soon. So so as you're an adult, you build these barriers, build these walls, don't come on too strong, et cetera, et cetera. So creating this infrastructure for facilitating social networking is extremely important. Now-
1: and it's going to look a lot different than it's going to look really different than oh. the way it was when we were younger, because it's not <laughs> elementary school. It's not college. It's not the playground. It's not the, your kid's school event. I have a friend who um, he goes regularly to the coffee shop near his house, like every day. And he's actually like made friends with people at the coffee shop. I saw him in action the other day. It was like I, I met him at the coffee shop. And suddenly he's like talking to everybody in there. I was like, what's going on? I was like, wow, David did that by going to this coffee shop.
0: He made his own cheers.
1: He did.
2: So that is a really good lead in this to the the infrastructure thing is a good lead in and the coffee shop to many many ways to improve your social life after retirement
1: we don't know how many of this is going to be i think there are probably thousands possibly and i would like can i just start with one that's really silly and probably nobody else would would build an infrastructure like this but i i with my friend do a very strange little performance art we, we call it, <laughs> we call it performance art. We get on identical tracksuits and we just go out into the world and see what happens. And then we take pictures and videos. And I have to say that putting on an identical tracksuit with my friend and going out, we call it tracksuit joy.
2: Hashtag tracksuit joy
1: on Hashtag. Instagram. <laughs> um you know, we've definitely, we now go to, we're invited to art events in town. I mean, I know it's ridiculous. I'm a 62 <laughs> year old woman. Like why, why should I even do that? So that's a, a really weird way to start. So I'm going to end now because most people will not do that, but you could do something ridiculous. I'm just saying you could do your own ridiculous thing. If you have any tendency toward ridiculousness. Okay. And so, so
2: your number one is do something ridiculous, right? And that's going to oh. make you friends. Really? I, I if mean, I,
0: if you like ridiculous people, like, right, it could yeah. be totally entertaining for yourself and everyone around you. I yeah. think so, a when, so when you're
2: out there in your tracksuits doing ridiculous stuff out, out in the wild, yeah, do people actually come up to you and talk to you?
1: Totally. They totally come. Sometimes they've left their shops in a retail district and like come out of the door and said, I'm so glad to see you guys. Or are you guys sisters? Or are you in a sorority? Or did somebody dare you to do this? Yeah, because it wouldn't be something
2: you'd do voluntarily, right?
1: No. Never. And also a lot of people like our tracksuits. They say, where did you get your tracksuits?" But also, you know, we've been invited to read tarot, which we don't know how to do, but we've made our own cards. <laughs> tarot and we, cards. Pretend, oh. we pretend to read tarot in our tracksuits. You know, if you're an accountant, I don't think you're going to do anything like this. You but just you never know. To, you, don't, you don't know about those accountants.
0: They <laughs> might want to, you know, break <laughs> loose. Get out there a bit.
2: Another way to kind of dial into intimacy within your family. Mm-hmm. Um, is and and I believe that this this creates stronger social interactions uh, through a hobby that you already have. Like for me, I'm a musician as a hobby. So teaching your grandkids how to play an instrument. I Beautiful. I think that's that's a really good connection to to strengthen. I mean, everybody Absolutely. Everybody wants to think that they're going to have strong relationships with their grandchildren if they have them or their grandnieces or whatever, nephews. Um, And to me, uh, music has been so important to me my whole life that if, you know, and you can't force this on them, but if if one of the grandkids uh, wants to learn piano or guitar or whatever, I'd be thrilled to spend that kind of time with them and have that that connection with them, you know, that's so important and special to me. How about
0: you, Anne? That sounds beautiful. I was just thinking that I hope you feel the same way when you have to teach me that part on guitar, the (laughs) band that I've now joined (laughs) to be a part of your social (laughs) social network.
2: Well, let's just put it this way. You know, I can go home from the grandkids. I can't get away from you. So we'll (laughs) see how that goes.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, Might not be so pretty, I'll but be that's patient. okay. I promise we'll, we'll weather patient. the
2: storm <laughs> and you're really good anyway. So,
0: so, right. so that's another one. That's
1: another one. Teaching the grandkids. What else do we have Anne got something.
0: Well, one I love is finding walking buddies and I have dragged a couple of my new neighbors out walking and they like it. They appreciate it. And it gets me out and gets me walking and, you know, walking is just. It's good for you, but it's also great socially because we spend a lot of time catching up and talking. So I think that that's a really good one too, you know, and and there are places to go. I think Julie, we talked about this in our last podcast, like you walk in shopping malls and you walk in your neighborhood um, athletic center in the winter. I don't have many people to do that with, but what I have noticed, and especially we had my son's dog, we were dog sitting for the last couple of weeks and walking the dog, I forget how many people are out walking their dog. I, When I'm walking, I'm not really paying attention to that, but you can meet people and, you know, say hi to your neighbors as you're walking by. And it's really a good way to get to know people. If you do it on a regular basis, If you do it every once in a while. I kind of stay in my own head. I'm not paying attention to people and makes a difference if you're really out there smiling at people. Yeah. You know,
1: another thing that has led to me having stronger relationships and renewed relationships with people in my neighborhood is that. I don't want to have a dog anymore because I want the freedom to be able to do what I want in my retirement. But I have been offering people to help watch their dog, walk their dog, have their dog stay with me. I mean, every once in a while, I haven't become like the neighborhood dog walker or anything. And I've gotten closer to people because I'm just doing that for them for a favor, which brings in the idea of generosity. And that's another thing Marissa Franco talks about being generous to people. So I'm just like, let me take care of your dog if you're going away or can I come by and walk the dog? And I've gotten closer to people like a new, a new someone I've always liked, but we hadn't had much reason to cross paths as much. And that's uh, brilliant.
2: That, yeah, that, that is great. And it's, and it's really local and it really doesn't, you know, take a lot of effort to get there because you're there. It's your neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and pets are idea. great companions for yeah. people, right? You don't want the commitment, but They keep you from being lonely for sure, because there's always somebody around and you can even talk to those pets and by God, they don't talk back. It's kind of awesome. And they
1: lower your stress just, just, just by, just by patting them, you get lowers your cortisol, your cortisol. I think.
2: So Jill, you got another one?
1: Yeah. You know, in the town I live in Evanston, Illinois, you know, I do have some good opportunities for this, but there are a lot of free events free good events mm-hmm. going on in my town, uh, like trivia Night, storytelling. Oh my God, I just went to a new storytelling show and I bumped into all these other people I knew from several years ago when I was doing some storytelling. And it's just like renewing these. I think this is one of the beautiful things about this age is that we're not set in a in a pattern. Like it isn't like we're going to make friends from the things we do day after day after day. But we can have sort of blips of new friendships coming in and out, old ones, new ones, event-oriented, surprise interactions. I think that just the more you do, the more opportunities you have for all these different connections. And some of them might grow into like really good friends. And some of them might just more be the friend you see at storytelling or the friend you see when you go to trivia night. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot true. you know,
2: Friends, friendships and relationships like that. They come in like these orbits, right? Yeah. And they, and they kind of interact with each other, interact with you. Uh, and, and they're like just different orbiting paths that, that go through your life. It is interesting. And, and you're right. You know, it is, I don't want to say it's a numbers game cause I don't treat people like that, but it is the more exposure that you have to different people, different groups, different interests, the more likely you are to have some of them stick and to really become satisfying in, yeah. in your retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, I had been thinking about it, connection these days, um, You know, we're all probably over 60, I would say, except the really lucky ones who get to hit it at 50 or 45. Um, But uh, technology skills still aren't that great. And sometimes isolation is uh, an issue because people don't have great technology or let's just say internet skills. I don't want to say technology. A lot of people just really don't know how to get on their computer and get into social networking. And so I'm thinking that, you know, one of the things that might be a good thing for someone that does have good skills is to establish a little internet skills group for retired people in their area. Because it helps them launch into greater opportunities for social networking in at least the digital sense. And, you know, I do know some of some people who get into uh, online dating as a way to get into online presence at all. And that's cool too. But even for those that don't want to do online dating, the Facebook, the next door apps, Instagram, some of those things um, can just open up your world to you and, 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 they have many groups on those platforms that you can join of like interest and then that leads to actual physical
1: uh interaction and and real friendships so so uh, you know I'm 62 now and this is what I hope when it comes to uh internet skills I hope that when I'm 82 all I have to do is touch my nose and the technology will work perfectly so I'm.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: Funny you should say it because I was just reading an article by Bill Gates, and he said that within five years, your computer experience will be completely different than it is right now. You will turn on your computer and you will just talk to it like you would a human being. You won't touch any keys. It will be your personal personal assistant, but not like the PDAs of the past. It'll be literally you give it a name and say, Hey, Jeeves. Um, oh my god do this for me or you know tell me will about it turn this. on
1: us will it turn on us though ah, i know
2: right that's uh. where that's where that's where the rub might come in and i think that is yet a story to be told
0: the next one that i would like to talk about is saying yes to things even when you feel like saying no if you're if you're feeling like someone's asking you to do things my very favorite friends in the world are the ones when i ask them if they they can do something or they want to go somewhere or do something and they always say yes i have a few of those isn't it the greatest a lot of people aren't like that a lot of people right but i love this one i mean this one's for you french let's just let's just say it oh are you saying i'm closed sometimes i think you get worried about being overbooked on things and i don't have that i love i love to have a lot of things to do and a lot of things to look forward I to do. and i think I it's really need great
2: downtime yeah I, I
0: i know and people do need their downtime i'm i'm just kidding you but when she's not when, kidding no here's why here's why i think it's important okay maybe i'm it's not. that
2: look <laughs> hey, when you ask me hey you want to go to this weekend yeah Silence.
0: and Here's right. what I always sure. marital marital squabbles. Yes. We're having that. Squabble no, no, it's, it's, it's really not. About. It's the
2: closed <laughs> and open thing that we're talking about. Because I you know, I can bet if, if I would do a poll of our listeners right now, all you folks out there, you know, you know who you are, you couples where you've got one that wants to go a lot and say yes a lot. And the other one's going to just either be silent or say, or, or grouse yeah it's true true. and that's why
0: we have a lot of friends that's why we have friends as backup that's why that's really important but the key part of this particular one is when you say yes even when you feel like saying no nine times out of 10, you're going to have a darn good time or you're going to meet somebody or you're going to do something different that you really enjoyed that you you're really grateful that you went out and had that experience. And that's, that's I can't more disagree with that. I
2: can't disagree with that because I almost always have a good time despite myself. And I think a lot of that comes from what's going on in my head when you're asking me and yep. not, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the event. So I think that's right. key. that a lot of people maybe have uh, they're not feeling real good about themselves and when they're asked to go out and they don't, I mean, I i remember I didn't want to go to one of my class reunions uh, because I was in a really bad place with my career. And I didn't want to be faced with that question. Oh, so what are you doing now? And it's like, uh, nothing. I mean, yeah, I no think one men, wants to. I
1: think men especially feel bad about that.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean it was temporary, but I think even if it's not job, if it's whatever, and even if it's not a reunion, I think sometimes people just are in their head too much to go out and let go. Yeah,
0: stay out of your own head. And you're really good. you're really
2: good at that, Anne. I mean, you really are and you
0: and do you ever visit all. your head? And you no, have... <laughs> I'm always out of my mind.
1: <laughs> but I think this this is a really good point, because it's, I think especially as we get older, we do spend somewhat less time with people, I think, just naturally, because you're not in school, you're not in college, you're not socializing right. every night like you're in your 20s. So you
0: have more time to be in your head. Well, and, and, right, and it's, it's really okay nice. to be alone, isn't it? It is. It's but It's think... absolutely okay to be alone. That's different. It's very different. Different than what? than saying no to opportunity. Or, or than being lonely. Right, and it's not a bad thing. Being alone is perfectly fine. It is very different than being lonely. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that they're lonely. I do know, I've talked with some friends who are worried about going into retirement because they're worried about being lonely because they won't have their work family. Even if there are friends around, people get worried about imposing on people. People get worried about asking, especially asking people who say no really often, yes. they kind of stop getting asked. Right. And so they're a little bit nervous about it. I just feel like in the back of your mind, remember to say yes more often.
1: And to feel like if you're being invited, you're wanted.
2: Oh, yes. That's sweet. Exactly. Yeah, and that's true.
1: Okay. Now, one of the things on this wacky list of a thousand items that we have here in front of us is become an Airbnb host. Now I just want to say
2: <laughs> That's that I trouble. Think that's it's a gonna terrible happen
1: fast. <laughs> that is a terrible idea. Well, I I, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> you know, some people are more I don't want to alienate any all the many airbnb hosts listening right now i really don't i love you people i love to stay in your places but for me i don't i don't know i just can't see that as a way i'm gonna make friends and part of that is to say just because something is on a
0: list people do not believe it <laughs> amen sister well, amen a lot
2: of people have a more hosting type Uh, orientation and personality than others and and so in a
0: safe secure situation it is a different thing that is a different thing but you know it does remind me of i have friends who take kids in um through afs it was an organization i was involved in as a kid and i was lucky enough to go live in france it's
2: like a student exchange program
0: yes american field service is what it's called but it really is about, you know, bringing kids into your home and learning about their culture. It's fabulous. So that is another way to get to know people. And true, one of my friends who's really stayed with it, I don't even know, she's got now a family of, I don't even know, 10 kids. She considers all of them her children. Aww. They travel the world to visit these kids. Beautiful. And these kids come and visit them with their families. I think it's fantastic. So...
2: Talking here about a list of ways to improve your social life after retirement. I think of something I am doing unintentionally. Mm. I have a friend, a young friend, he's in business and he's probably in his mid thirties. And we've been working together for a while as he was an apprentice for somebody else in in a video company. And I've kind of taken him under my wing. Oh, and nice. I love the mentorship aspect. and he comes to me uh socially uh, as well as uh, professionally, and just wants to pick my brain. He just wants to know what I know. That's and nice. I love I love the. I mean, it's respect, but it's almost reverence in a way that he has for not necessarily me. I'm not the greatest person in the world, uh, the greatest mind. No, on the planet. you
1: are. You're the greatest person. And yeah, you have the greatest yeah, mind on the fabulous. planet.
2: Come on, more, 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 please, more, more. uh But I do have so much experience to share, and he is a person that really likes to listen to it and he values it and he may not take it at face value and he may be able to filter, you know, what was you know, my perception and what's the world's perception, but he certainly is a sponge for my experiences and my perception of how those experiences shaped my life and my perspective on how it could shape his. With that knowledge.
1: Share the wisdom. Share the wisdom. Well, I,
2: he makes me feel younger and he makes me feel valued.
1: That's so nice. And I think
2: that's a, a big deal in improving my social life and my self respect. And then, you know, this is one big circle because then I feel better about myself. And so, therefore, I feel better about saying yes more to going out to meet new people. And so it all kind of works together. And by the way, it's not any one of these things that we're talking about that that people should necessarily focus on, but it's a whole combination of them or try all of them and see what fits. That's a good one. So I have to ask you guys about one other one. How do you feel about, you know, after this big career that you've had and finally being free of it, picking up a fun part-time job?
0: I like having something that I'm a little bit accountable to, but not the j-o-b part of it i just like having things that i'm responsible for and accountable for like a podcast like a podcast or learning music for a band or Your volunteer you know, helping, work Your volunteer, yeah helping work. kids out at at therapy and and helping with the neighborhood newsletter i mean things that i i never would have thought about doing before because i just didn't have the time or the the headspace for it but now it's kind of fun
2: one of the other ways to improve your social life is to focus on better relationships with your your kids, your siblings, and your grandchildren. I, unfortunately, lost my only brother a while ago, so I, I think I have a, uh, even more appreciation for the value of siblings, but now I have Anne's siblings. Mm. And um, I can tell you that I have really placed a high priority on my relationship with her siblings as my own. And then we have a blended family. So our kids, and then we have grandkids. And so it is it's almost a part-time job if you really do want to work on those relationships and just make them richer and more fluid. Um and it helps too when you have family gets get togethers, when those relationships are fluid, it just it's better. It's richer, it feels more comfortable and and uh, it just makes life mm, richer, I guess I can say. I don't know.
1: I'd like to know a little bit about how you do that. Make it a job? <laughs> <laughs> My part-time job. You know what? It would be a full-time job for me to have some better relationships. <laughs> I'd kind of like to know how you do that, Greg. How do you improve your um, relationships with, let's say, Anne's siblings?
2: Her, her siblings are so protective of her. Aww. So as I said earlier in this podcast, we've been married 10 years. In the first five years, it, it was difficult because they wanted to make sure that I was good for her, Aww. that I was, you know, in for the long haul, and okay. that I was, you know, I had to be sibling approved for sure. So
1: it takes patience to build these familial relationship she can't give up on them just because they weren't working out for five years (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) it's not
2: that they weren't working out it's just that i had to adapt too because in her family you can't have thin skin
1: Uh because
2: the ribbings and the nicknames and you know all the little thistles and and burrs that go along with it i mean there is a, a Kind of a hazing that goes on in their family.
1: Yeah, uh, you were too sensitive for Ann's tough family.
2: Totally, totally. So I had to, you know. Oh my God, rolling. with
0: good reason though. <laughs> the very first year, um, so my brother's name is the same. So I have a brother, Greg, and then Greg. And so they decided that we couldn't have two Gregs and what were we going to call him? Well, my, my brother, Greg, his nickname because of the kids way back in the day was Geeky, Uncle Geeky. Of course, we all jumped right on that. So at my brother's house, my brother has four kids and they were at dinner one night and they were talking about, what are we going to call him? Like, what in the world are we going to call him? This Greg, my, this Greg this, of this Greg, famous podcast right here. Yeah. This famous podcaster who in my family, um, well, I'm just going to say that they chose the name fancy for him, <laughs> fancy. fancy uncle fancy because he's fancy. very fancy. Yep, he, he cooks he cleans yes he wears fancy clothes things like that he's a real man yes he's a real man and it really apparently amused all these these kids they've never seen anything like it because let me say my family's not fancy
2: you're making me sound like like i walked in as a three musketeer guy
0: you it felt, felt like I mean, that. We're a bunch of cheddar heads. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I come from a bunch of cheddar heads, and you are not a cheddar head. No, Greg. <laughs> Greg, you're good. Fancy. Yeah, totally good.
2: I, you think I'm fancy now? I've I've unfancied myself like three layers since then.
1: He did for sure. He did. I brought <laughs> I brought some flaky salt today to make our our pies, as we discussed. Fancy salt. Fancies. Now you have some fancy salt.
2: Fancy salt.
1: And he's quite excited about that.
2: One of the intentional strategies that I used was that I began to text them individually instead of on the family threads. And it was about eh, just a little, I mean, nothing over the top, but if I had a sidebar or intimate conversation with someone at a family gathering, then I would start you know, the thread with them individually. Can I just about intercede
1: that. here that this is important for older people. If you're not into texting, you got to be into texting if you want to be friends with younger people. I think yeah, that's yeah. really and, important.
2: Oh, and yes. Exactly. That is, that is so true because there are different uses and a lot of people find this out in business, but a lot of people don't have the opportunity that each of the communications channels has its purpose, the phone, personal, email, Snail mail. Taking them to a fancy restaurant. Being fancy, wearing fancy clothes. Yes, I must wear the fancy clothes. I found that text was a really good, individual text was a really good way to um, just focus on the individual and show them that I was listening to them and show them that I'm interested in them and those kinds of things. Are you really or are
1: you faking it?
2: Oh, totally faking it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no I'm not good at that so I would only text when I was actually interested in something but I'm a curious person by nature and I'm you know I, I I'm interested in many things so uh, so that was one way and then some people died in the family and I guess when that happens people realize how precious people are that are in their lives and all of a sudden they got super close to me and it's almost startling how quickly that happened wow. and, and really gratifying too. So now I feel like they literally are my siblings.
1: That's really nice.
2: That's one of the things I really wanted to bring into this podcast because it made my life so much better. And I thought maybe it would help others.
1: So here's a few more items on the list. Find romance again.
2: Oh, that's a good one. You did that.
1: I did that reconnect with old friends, befriend a younger person, share your wisdom with them. Greg, you talked about that plan, a surprise party for someone you love, you know, that's cool. Could be a surprise party. Could be a fundraiser. It could be inviting people to your house to introduce them to a local issue, that kind of thing. Be the local regular.
2: Oh, I like that one. What does that
1: mean? I don't even know what that means. Be that
2: guy in the coffee shop. Uh... Oh, Uh, yeah or be be Norm at cheers. Nice. You're always there, you're a fixture.
1: Nice. Remember past loved ones. That's nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: Yeah, I, I do that.
1: I do that. Uh ponder your biggest le- lesson in life and share it with someone. Maybe that younger person or mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Ex- yep. Explore group travel. We talked about that in our last episode. Try out friendship apps. Partner with an extrovert. Get involved with your place of worship. I've done a little bit of that. Try attending support groups, cancer support, Al Anon, chronic illness support groups. Who knows? It could be anything. I've been going bird yeah, I've been going that's... bird watching. Oh, have you? With the Chicago Ornithological Society, the smartest people. Oh my God. It's amazing.
2: Ornithological. That sounds like it hurts, ornithological.
1: No, it's tweet. Tweet. Okay. <laughs>
2: Making life tweeter than it was,
1: um well, yeah. So the groups offer your skills when you see a friend in need be generous, yep.
2: Yeah. And Jill, through all this, everybody should remember that you have to kind of be willing to be rejected at times when you reach out when you when you try to make new relationships,
1: yeah, no big deal,
2: right. It's all part of their process. And you know, don't take it personally. It's um you'll find kind of your your sweet spot and your gate and you'll find how you feel most comfortable reaching out after a while.
0: Yep. So I think our most important takeaway from today is to make a friend, you have to be a friend. And the beautiful thing about being a friend is that friendship is very contagious. So I hope that you take at least a few things away from this and know that you can put yourself out there much like The three of us are putting ourselves out there and being ridiculous on our podcast, hopefully making friends with some of you and you appreciate it and you're getting a little bit out of it. Please listen to the rest of our podcast. We really enjoy making these and getting feedback from all of you. We hope to talk with you again soon. Bye, friends.
2: Bye for now.